Well, hello there, and welcome to Code Talk, the podcast where we discuss building code and its impacts on residents and business owners right here in Fairfax County. You know, floods are one of the most common natural disasters in the United States. Building a home or structure in a floodplain could have devastating effects. In Fairfax County, Land Development Services administers all the regulatory aspects of development in and adjacent to floodplains. And here to discuss floodplains is Ellie Cotting, Director of Permitting and Code Administration Division of Land Development Services. Ellie, thanks for being here with us. Thanks for having me. Last name is Person, and your last name is Cotting, but we joked before we came on air how funny it would be if it was Ellie Coding, since you're with coding and That's right, since we administer the county's Or maybe it's just funny to me. (laughs) I know I don't like it when people joke about my last name, so I apologize (laughs) for that. No problem. Uh, Flood zones, floodplains, regulations, coding, all that kind of good stuff. Basics. What are we talking about when we're talking about a floodplain or flood zone? In general, a floodplain is that flat area next to a stream channel anywhere. When a stream overflows the channel during a big storm or just Mm -hmm. after a storm, uh, the floodplain provides that natural storage of the extra water there. And all streams, no matter how big, have floodplains. And then specifically for code in Fairfax County, when you want to do construction in or next to a floodplain, there are regulations that apply. And um, for Fairfax County, we say if the stream is draining an area of 70 acres or more, then we want you to adhere to codes to ensure your safety. And Fairfax County uses the 100-year frequency storm to figure out um, how close you can get to the stream. And we set what's called a 100-year floodplain. Mm -hmm. So that 100-year storm is that larger storm that we don't expect to happen very often. But statistically, we expect it to have a 1% chance of happening in any year. And when it comes to the floodplains, as you get to those smaller drainage areas, uh, you know, I mentioned 70 acres, not all of our drainage areas have been fully mapped. Okay. So is uh, 70 acres a, a small area or? Well, 70 acres is what we call minor floodplain. And then once you get up to 360 acres or greater of drainage area, we call that major floodplain. Mm, okay. Um, in terms of uh, what you mostly see in Fairfax County, your standard uh Subdivision home is, is usually about a quarter acre lot. So oh, okay. 70 acres would still seem large compared oh, to okay. what an individual house would be built on. Okay. But when you're talking about a floodplain, it's a minor floodplain. Okay. Now, that 100-year that storm, you know, I've never really quite understood that. And I don't, I don't think a lot of residents do, or maybe it's just me. You know, that 100-year storm, but it's 1% chance. And how, how does that work again, you know, when we're when we're thinking about flooding and floodplains and flood zones? Right. That's a good question. Um, In general terms, what we say is someone has studied hydrology and Mm -hmm. they've taken the statistics of how much rain has fallen uh, for a long period of time. And Mm -hmm. we actually turn to the federal government, uh, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, collects data on rainfall all across the country. And they publish that. And then we look at what is that anytime it's going to rain in in a year, it has a 1% chance of occurring in that year. Mm -hmm. So just that means that there's this statistical chance. Okay. Um, So to liken it to something that's common, you know, you flip a coin, you have a 50-50 chance of what you're going to (laughs) get. Right. But you might flip it 10 times and you might get heads all 10 times. It just depends. Okay. Uh, So as you know, 2018 was a very rainy year. And there were some areas of the county that saw storms that were even larger than that what we call the 100-year storm. Mm-hmm. Um, but not all of the county saw that. And anytime it rains, 
you, that statistics applies. So just because it happened once in a year doesn't mean it can't happen again. It's just every time it's happening, gotcha. okay. it just has this statistical likelihood right. associated with it. Okay. Well, in Fairfax County is a, a huge county, about 400, a little over 400 square miles, something like that. So it could be raining in one part of the county, not raining here. It could be storming there and sunny here. So, yeah, a wide area that uh, that you have to look at for, for flooding and floodplains, flood zones, and that type of thing. Um, I guess a question when we're talking about the floodplain, and you talked about acres of, you know, that type of thing. Can, a basic question, can you build in a floodplain? Well, there are the regulations that apply. And what we say is if you have a house that was built before 1978 when the floodplains were set, then you're going to have a different set of rules than if you're building a new building or an addition to a newer home. And the reason for that is we want to respect the land rights that preexisted mapping that floodplain, but we have to balance that with safety. So what happens when you want to build in or um, on a lot that's right next to a floodplain is you look at what the floodplain elevations are there and what the elevations of your yard and, and what you want to build are. And what we limit is how high the floor has to be and how close, is, how close the houses can get to the floodplain um, mm-hmm. to keep them safe from flooding. Okay. And then just one other thing I should mention, it's not floodplains, but every floodplain in Fairfax County is also part of something called a resource protection area. RPA is a term you may have heard before. And in resource protection areas, there's another law that applies called the Chesapeake Bay Preservation Ordinance, and that has some additional criteria. So you had asked the question, can you build in the floodplain? And the short answer is it depends. Okay. <laughs> As with a lot of questions, it depends. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the was it 1978? What was that again that you said? August 14th, 1978 is yeah. when the board adopted the floodplains. And so if your mm. house predates that, then there are some allowances to allow you to still have your land rights, but balance those with uh, floodplain safety. Okay. So I know I ask a very basic question, can, can I build in a floodplain? <laughs> are, are there um, nuances of things that you can build or not build? Does it, does it depend? Does yes, it and it's so site-specific that mm. what we recommend is you come into the office at the Heritage Building um, or you can uh, call in th- to get the information most easily without having to come into mm-hmm. the Heritage Building, which is at 12055 Government Center Parkway. Um, if, if you want to try and do some research before, you can go to our website at fairfaxcounty.gov and search engineer of the day, and you'll find an email form. Mm. Or you can call the engineer of the day at 703-324-1575. And that way you can ask specific questions about your property. Um, The main thing to consider with building in a floodplain is how close are you to the floodplain and what is the estimated floodplain or base flood elevation there? So uh, I had mentioned the hydrology modeling that is done to estimate what the 100-year storm is going to be. And then to figure out what we think will flood during a 100-year storm, some very smart people have done some hydraulic modeling where mm-hmm. they take that volume of water they think is coming mm-hmm. and they say, when it, when it comes, this is where it's going to hit. And so what we regulate is to make sure that what you build is safe from where that's going to hit, either mm-hmm. by elevation or by distance away okay. or both. Okay. There's, uh, again, I guess it depends. There's not any standards or anything about how close you can get to that floodplain. It just kind of depends on what you're going to build, what the area is, those type of things. That's that's right. It's so site-specific yeah. that it's it's best if you just look yeah. at the specific site yeah. by site. 
But in general, uh, we ask that the lowest floor elevation is going to be 18 inches above that base flood elevation and 15 feet away. So uh, how do the floodplains, flood zones, how does that uh, affect us when we're talking about getting building permits? I mean, how, how does that process work? Right. So when you come in to get your building permit, uh, you sit with a technician who has information about your property and whether floodplain exists. And then if there's floodplain on or adjacent to your property, there's an additional process you go through Mm. where you sit down with a technician who looks and sees where the floodplain is compared to where your um, proposed project would be. And then if it's uh, a gray area, and what I mean by that is I had mentioned that not all of the floodplain has been mapped in Fairfax County. Mm. So there's actually somewhat of a benefit if you have one of the larger drainage areas. We were talking about um, large drainage areas versus small drainage areas. The larger drainage areas have been mapped in Fairfax County because those have the greatest risk. So if you are, if your house is in an area where the floodplain has been mapped, then we can say pretty quickly whether or not we think your project would be at risk during a flood. But if you're in an area where it hasn't been mapped, then further study must be done to mm-hmm. see whether or not we think there's a, a risk to the project that you want to do. Let's say you want to add something on the back of your house and where you're going to add that addition is going to be in the floodplain. That is when we'd have to do some additional study if there wasn't mapped floodplain already to see if your addition could be safely done without risk of the floodwaters moving in, taking out the foundation, and pulling part of your house right, away. Right. So, so what are those additional steps? What would have to be done? Surveys, mapping? That's right. Surveys and mapping and really a study of how the stream is going to behave in case mm. of a flood. And that goes back to that hydraulic modeling right. that I mentioned. Okay. Uh, you mentioned some of the areas of the county have been mapped. I mean, do you know off the top of your head or what, what some of those areas are that, that have already been mapped? Yes, and actually you can go and uh, find this yourself if you go to fairfaxcounty.gov and go to Digital Map Viewer. You have the ability to look for the floodplain maps uh, that will show for your specific property. So everyone can go and look at that. Um, even right now, yeah. to see whether or not they have mapped floodplain on okay. their property. I was going to be my next question. <laughs> where, can, where can you see flood, floodplain online? So check. Got that one done. <laughs> um, county regulations, um, ordinances, those type of things, are there then state guidelines, regulations, laws when we're talking floodplains, then you know national and we've got FEMA regulations, the Federal Emergency Management Agency. Or I mean, what are we talking about here um, after we get past county um, regulations, laws, coding, permitting, those type of things? You're right. There are federal, state, and local laws that all deal with floodplain and building near or adjacent to a floodplain. But the fortunate thing in Fairfax County is that we have administered the floodplain uh, regulations. And so when you come in to get that building permit, as you described, we can tell you how to comply with all of the laws. So our zoning ordinance has some floodplain laws, and then we have some other design manuals. Our public facilities manual will speak to what needs to be done when you want to build near a floodplain. And then, of course, the building code itself Mm. applies. Um, But you come into our uh, building permit area, and we will ensure that all of those laws are met. And then what FEMA regulates is they are really looking at any emergency. And so they do have a a flooding program, but that's just part of what they do. Uh, What people mostly hear about with FEMA and flooding is part of what we call the National Flood Insurance Program. And the way they administer that is um, 
your lender usually requires you if you are in a FEMA floodplain. They mm. won't even give you a loan for your home okay. unless you have insurance. And what Fairfax County has chosen to do is to participate in that national flood insurance program. Okay. So that means that we administer it. So when you have questions about your uh, structure in a FEMA floodplain, that's something that the county can help you with as well. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, you mentioned mapping, and you talked about the digital map viewer. Again, fairfaxcounty.gov slash digital map viewer, I think, was the... Uh, if you go to the search bar right. and search on oh, digital okay. map viewer okay. is the easiest search. way to okay. find that. Um, how much of the county are we talking about that's like in a floodplain or that's covered? That's a good question. Um, the easy answer, the short answer to that, the easiest answer to that is about 10% of the parcels have floodplain on them. And so not all of those parcels have structures. Uh, mm. The, the uh, park authority, the Fairfax County Park Authority, is actually our largest landowner. <sighs> so um, it makes sense to have the park land be around streams because if something's going to flood, if you flood a park land, you have a lot fewer regrets than if you flood a lot of houses. Right. Uh, so not all 10% of those parcels have structures on them. Gotcha. Uh, but it is about 10% of the parcels in Fairfax okay. County. Okay. Um, I've got in my notes here something called a floodplain determination. Um, can you explain explain what that that is, and then we'll we'll go from there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so when you want to build, if we find that the structure or uh, whatever other use you want to put in a floodplain right. um, is is in or adjacent to the floodplain in a way okay. that codes apply, mm -hmm. you would fill out a form that you can find on FairfaxCounty.gov. Go to the search bar and type in floodplain use determination. Mm. And that request form tells you everything that you need to tell us so that you can figure out what conditions might apply if you can build. So in oh, some okay. cases, we may find you cannot build. But in other cases, we may find you can place a structure um, either near or adjacent to, mm -hmm. um, especially for those uh, homes existing before 1978. Okay. But some conditions would apply to ensure your safety. Okay. What uh, conditions, uh, examples of what they might be? The most common one is going to be the required elevation for the lowest floor. Mm. And if you think about that, you can see why. Because right. in case of a flood, that would keep, based on what we've estimated is going to happen in right. that area, the structure right. would be above the flood elevation. Okay. And again, if folks have specific questions about property, those type of things, recommendation is called the engineer of the day. That's right. 703-324-1575, I think you, you said was was the telephone number. Um, anything I haven't asked, anything that uh, I'm, I'm not smart enough to know what to ask when we're talking about floodplains, uh, flooding, permitting, building, those type of things. I think one thing that residents should feel good about is that we, as a participating community with FEMA's National Flood Insurance Program, mm. have one of the highest ratings that you can have in terms of administering the floodplain regulations. And what that means is that FEMA has recognized our program as being so safe mm. that our residents actually get a 20% discount for homes that are uh, within a FEMA floodplain wow. on their insurance rates. Uh, what that means is that our ordinances that we have in place and how we administer them um, are done in a way that uh, FEMA recognizes will minimize risk to residents. Wow. So, again, I would want to <laughs> hit that 20% discount. That's right. I mean, that's that's pretty awesome. 20% if your home is in the floodplain, and for homes outside, if you choose to purchase insurance, it's a, it's a reduction by 10%. Wow. Okay. 
One thing that just hit me, you mentioned a couple of times, uh, in or adjacent to a floodplain. So I'm thinking there are different um, criteria, regulations, you know, uh, different considerations that if you're in or just adjacent to. Um, kind of talk a little bit more about just being adjacent to a floodplain, um, not, not quite as... Um, I don't want to say dangerous, that's not the right word, but maybe not so much concern just being adjacent to as opposed to being in a floodplain. Right. So when we look at the studies that the engineers have done, we talked about hydrology and we talked about hydraulics, there's a certain level of precision and a certain level of imprecision with those analyses. Mm, yeah. In other words, it's an estimate. Right. And so the way we account for that is we say by looking at properties that aren't just in the floodplain but are also adjacent to, it allows us to account for some of that loss some of accuracy variance, over yeah. time. Yeah. Um, you know, Some of the floodplain was mapped back in the 70s and 80s, for example. And so the topography today might be different from mm -hmm. what it was back then. Or a, another structure may have been uh, put in, say, a bridge right. or other um, culvert that was installed mm -hmm. that might affect things. And so um, by allowing for not just those that are in a floodplain but also adjacent to it, it allows us that extra level of protection. Right. Okay. Well, and I guess uh, one of the dates here again, it was the 1978, I think you mentioned. So if folks are looking at purchasing an existing home, uh, I guess maybe one of the first things they should do is uh, kind of look at the year it was it was built. And then would that help them determine what they might need as far as permitting, regulations, floodplains, et cetera? That's certainly something they should look at. But really going to the digital map viewer and looking mm. at all of the different maps that have to do with their land would show them things like resource protection area. Okay. Uh, we actually have more resource protection area map than floodplain mm. uh, because resource protection area is based on 100 feet from the edge of the bank. Um, mm. And so the resource protection area also is inclusive of the floodplain. Oh, so you have more yeah. likelihood yeah. to be affected by regulations surrounding our RPAs than you do for floodplains. Okay. So that digital map viewer is a pretty rich place to go. Right. All, all uh, prospective homeowners should go and, and take a look at what what they see on their parcel. Interesting. Okay. So again, fairfaxcounty.gov and just do a search for digital map viewer. And specifically, if you have questions about your property, want to get a little more information, uh, call the engineer of the day, 703-324-1575. Uh, almost out of time here, Ellie. Final thought from you: uh, what what we need to take away from today, in a, in, in a nutshell, if you want to kind of kind of leave us with with something. I think the best thing to do if you are considering a construction project is to come into the county or call into the engineer of the day to evaluate your options before you spend too much mm. time or too many resources on planning your project. Yeah, yeah. Good advice. Good advice. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Ellie Cotting on the uh, Code Talk podcast. She's the Director of Permitting and Code Administration, Division of Land Development Services. We've been talking about flood zones and floodplains and kind of everything you need to know. And remember, uh, just uh, one website and one telephone number. If you can remember that and take it away from that, you can get more questions answered. Uh, Fairfaxcounty.gov, search Digital Map Viewer or specifically call the engineer of the day at 703-324-1575. If you want to find out more about land development services, you can go to fairfaxcounty.gov slash land development or to reach the building division specifically, 703-631-5101. 
or their email is ldsbdmail at fairfaxcounty.gov. Thanks for joining us on the Code Talk podcast, which is produced by the Fairfax County Virginia Government.